Film Fanatics. From the silver screen to your earphones. With Alan Azulay and Gal Balaban. Welcome back to Film Fanatics, where we talk about the movies that have us obsessed, excited, and inspired. I'm Gal. And I'm Alan. Today we're bringing back Total Recall from, from Season 1. Uh, we're looking back at 1993's Groundhog Day starring Bill Murray. We'll also be reviewing a possible future Oscar contender that you can now watch on Netflix, and that's Tick Tick Boom. Yes, but Gal, shall we start with some news? Let's do it. Okay, so first of all, this week's box office, uh, Encanto led the Thanksgiving box office. House of Gucci had the best opening for a drama in at least two years. That's right. Encanto apparently had a lower opening than Frozen 2 and Ralph Breaks the Internet, which are other Disney movies that came out in Thanksgiving. But that's understandable when it comes to a pandemic. And it's a good sign as more kids under 11 are being vaccinated. I haven't seen Encanto yet, but I really want to because I've heard really good things. And I always love going out to see the Disney and Disney Pixar fair. Yeah, um, I also want to see it. I saw a trailer for it a long, long time ago. I want to watch it. I'm not, I'm just not sure if I'm going to watch it in the movies because Disney made the stupid announcement, in my opinion, that they're going to put it in Disney Plus in like three weeks. So I don't understand what's the point. Yeah, so I think by Christmas they'll have it to stream, which could lower incentive for people to go see it if they have Disney Plus. And then House of Gucci has had the best opening for a drama movie since Little Women, which came out Christmas 2019, which is pretty crazy. I mean, we had some dramas, including Ridley Scott's other movie this year, The Last Duel, and King Richard, which allegedly underperformed. But now is there finally hope for movies that aren't um, that aren't franchises? Ridley Scott got very big name actors, and I think you have to have good visuals and great popular actors that's basically the only way to go right now if you're not a uh, franchise movie Mm -hmm. Uh, and if you don't have action or something like that you really have to lean into visuals and cinematography and and the big name actors and he he got all that Uh, what i heard about the last duel is that the marketing was shit because like almost no one heard about it when it came out which was i feel like a problem yeah, we talk about movies and we like we we have a show about movies and I got caught off guard when it came out uh because I was 100% sure it was pushed to 2022. Yeah, so I saw it in theaters but it was literally an empty theater just me and my grandparents. So I feel like not enough people were talking about it and Disney didn't advertise it well. Yeah, but I'm going to tell you why also House of Gucci specifically specifically did too. Uh, maybe better than it was supposed to. Adam Driver is really big. Like, it's a really big as an actor. Like, for, like, I heard from a lot of my friends that they wanted to watch it because of Adam Driver. But he was also in The Last Duel. Uh, yes, but it's also, like, The Last Duel is... Mo- okay, I'll rephrase it. A lot of my girlfriends uh. <laughs> wanted to see Adam Driver. Uh, and um well it's got lady last, gaga too and lady gaga and uh seems like adam driver and lady gaga's movies the last duo yeah. did not seem like his movie 
it's weird. They split it into parts. There's parts where Damon is the main character, and then parts where out of it's like his perspective. Um, but yeah, like he's also the main character besides Lady Gaga in House of Gucci. I saw it last weekend, and it was a pretty full theater. Like there was actually people going to watch it. But there is also talk about the new variant. And last time there was the Delta variant, it only affected a couple movies. So what do you think is going to happen, if anything, with this one? I, to be fair, like me, and I guess you are in the same vibe. Like we'll go and we'll wear a mask and all that. But like uh, we will still go through the movies. And I feel like most people are with that mentality right now. As long as they're open, honestly. Exactly. Uh, and especially with something like Spider-Man. Because it's like an Avengers level movie, or that's what it seems it is, uh, especially from like pre-ticket sales and all that, like you can assume that those theaters are going to be packed. I'm mad that Israel doesn't have a good pre-ticket sales thing going, right? Yeah, they haven't done that for Spider-Man Which is ridiculous. So now we have to like, me and Gal have to just wait. Yeah, the earliest I've bought tickets for a movie here is when we saw Shang-Chi. I bought it three days before. That's the earliest I've done it. Yeah, so we have to do something like that again, which is not great. Yeah, but with that, let's go uh, to our next section of news, which is our December movie preview, taking a look at some of the biggest movies that are coming out this month. December's always packed because there's blockbusters and awards contenders. So let's take a look at some of the ones that we're most excited for. Next week, I'm not sure if that that applies to Israel. We have it does. Yeah, amazing. We have uh, West Side Story coming out, which I'm particularly really excited about. Life matters even more than love. Even if I've already seen the original and I know the story, I think with Spielberg behind it, it's going to be something that you have to go on the big screen for. I love me some Spielberg. Rita Moreno is in this movie, which is amazing. And I love the main guy. What's his name? Ansel Elgert. Ansel Elgert. I love him. So, yeah. Like, he's a pretty good actor. So, I mean... All right, and then next, I mean, the movie that's on everyone's minds, and we've talked more than enough about it, but we still got to address it, Spider-Man No Way Home. It's going to be like the biggest blockbuster of the month, maybe of the year, and the ticket sales have already passed Infinity War, The Last Jedi, and The Rise of Skywalker on Jesus. Fandango and AMC. It's only second to Avengers Endgame in ticket sales right Amazing. Uh, this movie is going to be huge. Some... In, some awesome or concerning news depending on whether or not you like spider-man i'm assuming you do if you're listening to the show amy pascal the main producer besides kevin feige in the in the mcu spider-man movies has all but no she has officially confirmed that they plan on doing spider-man four through six aka a second tom holland spidey trilogy what do you think about that I can't be excited for any of them until I've seen Spider-Man No Way Home. But what are the chances that this movie is bad? This movie is <laughs> going to be amazing. Come on. Either way, like I don't know what happens. So it's like, I think they announced for a while that they wanted to do number four. So it'll be cool to see what else they do with it. But how are they going to top the freaking multiverse? Uh, I don't know how they're going to top that. But my 
theory slash hope is that he will train Miles Morales. Mm. Anyway, so let's go to the next movie on the list. December 22nd, in theaters and HBO Max, we have The Matrix Resurrection. If you want the truth, Neo, you're going to have to follow me. that matters to you is still here i know it's why you're still fighting and why you will never give up you don't know me no the matrix is one of my favorite movies we talked about this it's on my top three the second and the third one i'm not really a fan of they're not horrible, but they're just not great. This one, it looks okay, but considering that original one is my favorite movie and I love that world so much, um, it'll be interesting. But again, it's just there's a lot more questions than answers from from that trailer and how this movie exactly is going to fit and work as a sequel. I want to rewatch the whole trilogy before I even watch the trailer for this. So I'm really excited about it. It seems like... I don't know which Wachowski is directing this one. Lana Wachowski. Lana? Okay. So it seems like Lana's going to fix a lot of the mistakes of the of the second and third one. Coming out on the same day as The Matrix is The King's Man. Why? Why? This is so stupid. Disney is just <laughs> committing suicide with all their their Fox projects at this point. It's so weird. They have West Side Story coming out the week before Spider-Man. And then the Guillermo del Toro movie, Nightmare Alley, coming out on the same day as Spider-Man. And then five days later, and on the same day as Matrix and Sing 2, they're like, okay, let's put in Kingsman. Which, by the way, the first two both made around $400 million, So this one could it, do well. It's not gonna because it, of what they did. Because of these other movies... They should have waited until January because January is going to be pre- pretty damn month. They should yeah. have waited until January. That being said, I am excited for this movie because I'm a big fan of Kingsman. And the trailer for this one looks really cool. Hopefully, I'll catch it in theaters um, just because I really like Matthew Vaughn and all of his movies, not just Kingsman. Oh, he's directing it Kingsman, yeah. world's finest tailor. Now, we're going into the spy business. World War One, according to... The Kingsman. Are you ready? Certainly. Don't Look Up is directed by Adam McKay, which is one of my favorite directors. Really? Even though I hated his last movie, (laughs) Uh, Vice. The cast of this movie is insane. Like, it stars Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, Jennifer Lawrence, uh, who else? Timothy Chalamet, Kate Blanchett, Jonah Hill, Meryl Streep, Ron Perlman, Ariana Grande, Mark Rylance, Jesus Christ. Tyler Perry, Himesh Patel. Adam McKay, I feel, he's one of the rare directors who is as acclaimed in drama as he is in comedy. Uh, Like, both of his last movies were nominated for a ton of Oscars, even when one did just okay with critics. I thought it was just okay, but um, Alan hated it. Vice. Oh, I hated it. (laughs) Yeah. But it seems like he's, like, trying to make this new one a real blockbuster. And maybe, like, Netflix's biggest movie yet like you can't bring me a movie with Leonardo DiCaprio and say here don't be excited for this the big short was my favorite movie the year it came out wow and uh, also he well he directed some amazing movies Anchorman Anchorman 
yeah but like but like particularly like the big shot is honestly one of my favorite like finance like real life movies like big short really surprised me it was great Now, why do we say we do a Total Rico about Total Rico? Because we haven't done that in a while, so I guess it's Total Rico, Total Rico. We are recalling our Total Rico about a movie with a guy who keeps recalling the same day over and over again. What movie are we talking about today, Alan? We're talking about Groundhog Day, and I just want to say we had to watch this movie for an assignment, and... This might have interfered to my experience in the movie. I'm going to tell you right now. And it might inter- have interfered with my thoughts on it. Just because I had to write a... Like, we had to write a lot about the movie and um, analyze it in, like, a philosophical way. <laughs> so I'm so sick of this movie. Because I've been <laughs> I've been looking at it and scenes from it for the last week. So my feelings might be a little bit biased. Just to let you guys know. As you can hear... Alan was not the biggest fan of Groundhog Day. This was your first time watching it for this assignment, right? Yes, I was like, fun, an assignment where I get to watch a movie that I wanted to watch since since forever. So I watched this movie once on TV on Groundhog Day. I had to Amazing. explain to my grandparents when they asked me what this movie I was doing for an assignment. I was saying, there's literally a designated day where all the channels will play this movie. So yeah, on Groundhog Day, me and my family were just chilling and... I was very much entertained by it. It was so fun that like we didn't care sitting through the commercials because normally it's better to record or watch it on a streaming service, but we didn't mind sitting on the commercials because we were having so much fun with this movie. And I saw it again for that same assignment. And personally, I think it holds up, especially because of Bill Murray. At times, he's very deadpan, and at other times, he's very excessive. But I think he did a really good job with this character. First of all, it's funny commercials on a movie that's such a weird concept today they don't have that on brazilian tv yeah they did all the time like when i was a kid but i i haven't owned a tv service in the last like four or five years i've been only watching streaming so i don't have that for the last five years yeah i don't do that anymore (laughs) either but it's such a weird concept. Such an evil thing. Yeah. It's like, here, watch 10 minutes. Now, like, 10 minutes of commercials. Yeah, Screw you. so stupid. And it happened a lot when we were kids, I remember. Yeah. Like, watching, like, X-rated movies at night. Like, no, <laughs> like you know, like, uh, the, like, what movies are, like, X-rated? Like, um, horror movies and stuff. Like, watching them, those with my friends, like, after, like, 11 or something. And it's when like they were allowed. about to get stabbed. McDonald's. Yeah. 20% and, off. And it was so weird because they had... And they had, like, a little timer in the corner for, no. like, the commercials. So, like, you, you you got the commercials and it was, like, so you knew when to come back if you wanted to leave or something. So they had, like, a little ball in the corner that kept counting down. I feel like that's just, like, an aunt-uncle-grandparent thing. Like, yeah. I want to know, yeah. when should I pee? <laughs> exactly. So, anyway, Groundhog Day, I feel like... When did you watch it the first time? I was, like, 14, 15, to be honest. Watching it now... It's kind of hard, especially, like I said, I watched it with one of my girlfriends. And it was really hard because the movie itself, like the dialogue and the actions of the main character are so sexist. And it's so, I know I might get a lot of flack for this. Uh, anyway, but like it, it's it's so difficult to root for him and like he... 
he, I know he's supposed to be a horrible person, but I think he was supposed to be a, a likable, horrible person, like in the 90s. And now, because of everything that has happened and what we know now, it's it just felt cringy to like, especially when I looked over at her when like she said something like awful. And I looked at her and like we had the same reaction of like, ugh. What was it that he said again? Because he said a lot of things in this movie. The whole movie is basically him manipulating He's a girl into falling in love. Yeah, true. because he wants, to f- he wants to fuck her. So, like, it's really <laughs> hard to watch this movie today if you don't have the nostalgia for it. That's the main problem I had with it. And, like, we talked about it, like, me and her about it. And, like, we were both really kind of frustrated about it. Because when you watch a comedy, you kind of want to just relax and enjoy and whatever. And yeah, those aspects were really hindering our experience so that's why it's not something that much related to the quality of the movie it's more of like the experience like not holding up well yeah exactly so yeah that is very much the point of this segment like does it hold up well and i definitely was less prone to noticing that because i thought like him being an asshole was very deliberate and but i didn't completely see it as irredeemable and also bill murray being as likable as he is like the protagonist of ghostbusters also it's easier to forgive him at the end but i also came at it from the lens of having watched and really enjoyed it with my family years ago you should you should probably watch this movie every cinephile ever has watched this movie it's like a basic one like uh to have on your on your on your deck, I and guess. It's been lightly remade like a million times. Exactly. It's like Edge of Tomorrow, Palm Springs. But like, yeah, just if you if you are a little bit older and you like you you have a lot of strong opinions about these important subjects, just come to it conscious of like that you're gonna encounter those feelings during this movie, and you might not appreciate them like I did. So that's it. That's our (laughs) slightly problematic review of Groundhog Day. Should we move on to Can It Contend? Yeah, we're doing Can It Contend once again. Um, We were supposed to do King Richard this week, but things changed around a little bit. We'll be doing it next week for sure on this segment. For this episode, we're going to be talking about Tick, Tick, Boom, now on Netflix, directed by Lin-Manuel Miranda and starring Andrew Garfield as Jonathan Larson, the guy who wrote Rent, and of course, Tick, tick, boom. What does it take to wake up a generation? It would be a tragedy to give up what you have. Take off and fly. Fear or love, baby, don't say the answer. Actions speak louder than... Just so you guys get my perspective coming into this movie. I never watched Rent. Still, I still have to watch it. I've never seen it. I just know that one song. Um... I really this movie actually made me want to watch it more. So uh that's a good thing about this movie. Our bell recommended it to us last year. Yeah, season. we sh- yeah, we should have watched it by now. Shout out uh, to our bell. <laughs> briefly, I really like this movie. Like I f- I was fairly entertained the whole way through. Time flew by and I watched it very early so time should not have flown by. <laughs> you guys know I'm a fan of musicals. This was a really good one. I like how they incorporated the songs like I said, Andrew Garfield is so good in this movie. Not just for what the movie needed, but from the whole year, I think he's one of the best performances. For sure. And, like, he sang so well. He sounded yeah. so good. Like, I didn't expect Andrew Garfield to sound that good. The first 30 minutes of the movie, I was enjoying myself well. 
then after that, by the time the movie ended, I felt really moved. Also, we've had a good amount of musicals already in 2021, I mean. So I didn't expect yeah, to be... Yeah, say you're full of musicals for some yeah. reason. So yeah, I was really impressed. For Lin-Manuel Miranda's first movie, this is a really good one. And um, like like you said, the music is incorporated differently than it would be in than you would see in other movies it's like there's a performance going on with him and his life story and they sometimes like overlap and sometimes they break into song there or it's uh they're rehearsing for something it's really interesting but the songs add a lot of wit to the movie like you said like andrew garfield's performance is just amazing and for this like you said also being the first movie that uh lin-manuel uh, have ever directed we can count it's like fear and far between the directors where their first movie is really good yeah and it's it's a really good sign that that is the case for him because he's already one of my favorite music people i can't wait for him to be like Besides writing all the music for his musicals, he'd be the one behind the camera as well. Let's talk, because this is Can It Contend, about this movie's possible awards chances. So let's talk about the big one. Do you think Andrew Garfield could get nominated for this? I think so. I think he can easily get nominated. I don't know if he'll win, but he can easily get nominated. I think, well, there's the Golden Globes, and they split it into drama and then musical or comedy. Musical or comedy, that he's definitely getting nominated for. Yeah. Actor for Oscars, I won't guarantee, but I really want it to happen. How many can we have? Can we have five. seven or five? Five. Okay. I would really want it to, but I would give you like a sixty to seventy percent chance that he gets at least I'm a nomination. Usually, leading man in musical or or in comedy <laughs> never win Oscars. So, like, I mean, they definitely love people playing real people, and um, with musical like Rami Malek won a couple. Oh, that's years right, ago, and. Taron Edgerton weirdly didn't get nominated for uh, for Rocket Man, even though he was nominated for or he won the Golden Globe. I feel like hopefully a similar situation won't happen with Garfield, and he does get nominated. But yeah, I don't. I think the only one I've heard like he'll almost one hundred percent get nominated is Will Smith for King Richard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know who else is in the conversation right now, but that's all I know. Something I do want to mention is you mentioned the Golden Globes. I don't think they're gonna carry that much weight this year. First of all, they're not being televised. A lot of people are boycotting them. So I have a feeling that it's just not... A lot of actors are not going to show up to get their awards or whatever because it's not televised. I think what we have to look for this year are guild awards. So like the Actors Guild, the Directors Guild, the Writers Guild. That's the one we should focus more this year when we're predicting the Oscars. But we still have to wait a while for those as well. That's a really good point. I'm still on here about the Golden Globes, weirdly. They're announcing their nominations next Monday, which is December 13th, but they are not being televised. And I doubt with what happened earlier this year that Andrew Garfield or whoever wins or whoever's nominated, are they going to come claim their awards? Are they even going to join a Zoom? Like, I feel like that's not even going to happen. The Screen Actors Guild Awards are being announced. The nominations are being announced next month. And same with the Oscar nominations. Nice. It's not going to be in like April like it was last year. Oh, no. Okay. It's still mid-March for the Oscars, but it's weird. All the awards contenders are coming out by the end of 2021. But like, Which wasn't the case last year, right? Yeah, we had Judas and the Black Messiah coming out mid-February. Okay. And that was nominated like six times. So that makes sense. Then why it was in April then? What do you think about Best Picture Chances? I don't know about that one. I'm not sure. 
if we're doing like top 15 for what could get in, Tick, Tick, Boom could be on there. The The Rotten Tomatoes score is like 87% for this movie. And I think that's a good sign. I'll, I'll throw you a prediction, okay? Sure. If he gets nominated, if Andrew gets nominated for for actor, they will get a nomination for Best Picture. If he doesn't, they won't. That's my pr- the prediction I'm throwing at you. Interesting. This is not fun for me to say, but I don't think... I think almost no chance Lin-Manuel is getting nominated for director just because we got Steven Spielberg, Ridley Scott, I don't know, but there's all these big already established filmmakers. Adam McKay we mentioned that already have, I think, bigger directing-centered movies. I get that, but I'll tell you one thing. It's more like of the grounded, like, you know, like not too much out of the box and um, like classic angles and all of that. It's more about the actual material exactly. that's being shown. It's more about the music, the actors, the dialogue, the script, all that. It's not like when you watch and you're like, hey, that's definitely Wes Anderson directing. Exactly. But like we said before, it's Lin-Manuel's first movie. So it's good that he played it more safe. But I would like to see maybe something a little more out there for his second one. Uh, that's our show. We'll be back soon with reviews on more movies that are coming out this December. December is a full month. Well, like most months, I guess. But like, like most months. movie-wise, it's a very packed it's month. It's a filled month. We, we're not <laughs> going to get to all of these movies, probably. I mean, yeah, because a lot of them are also like big movies coming out in the same week. Exactly. But we're going to do our best. <laughs> we'll do our best, we promise. Thanks for joining us, as always. We really appreciate it. And stay tuned for the next one. We will be talking about King Richard in the next one. And some hopefully. other movies, hopefully, if Alan watches it. I've watched it already. I'm going to watch it on HBO Max. <laughs> as always, I'm Gaul. And I'm Alan. See you next week. <laughs>